This is your host, T. This is your host, Tia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top 10. Why? Geek Vibes Nation. Geek Vibes Nation. 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 The Top 10. The Top 10. All right. Hello, 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 everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're deciding to listen to this. This is Top 10 uh, with Tia by Geek Vibes Nation. And as always, I'm your host, Tia. And I have with me Brittany, who is tired, as always. So how are you, Brittany, besides Laura? Today with, uh, with the theme of our uh, podcast today, all I'm sitting here thinking is, like, uh, that's my secret. I'm always tired. Yeah, you're like the Incredible Hulk if the Hulk was just tired all the time. I mean, I guess that's a superpower. It doesn't mean it's a good one. It's like uh, in Family Guy. Remember when they all got powers and Meg, her fingernails <laughs> just grew? That's me. I feel like that is like um remember that character in x-men evolution i mean i know he's like a comic book character but i just always remember him from x-men evolution and his like name was like frog or something oh my god i know who you're talking about yes like that's a terrible <laughs> power. I'd be so mad if that was how my genetics decided to go. It's like really frog abilities. <laughs> up guy from Deadpool. Which one? The throwing up guy. Oh, by Bill Skarsgård, Zeitgeist. Like, yeah, that's a terrible. That's it, you're literally your own worst enemy. It'd be one thing if, say, you were immune to your own acidic vomit, but uh, what, you get too drunk one day and suddenly <laughs> you're dying or something? Oh, you know what? I'm disgusted. What if you, like, drank too much and you did, like, throw up in the toilet and, like, you just completely disintegrated it? Right? Like, there's so many questions. So many questions. It's flu season. I don't need death season to go along with it. Well, yeah. (laughs) Um, I feel like this kind of really easily... uh, what can I say? It, it, it moves into the topic of this week's top 10 quite nicely, which is the top 10 worst Marvel Cinematic Universe characters. Now, those who have been listening know that I'm a huge fan of the MCU. I love every movie, even Captain Marvel or ones that, well, I mean, I guess like Thor The Dark World was pretty terrible, but I pay attention to that just for Loki, but I'm saying that I am excited for every, you know, MCU movie. I'm so sad that we didn't have any movie this year, which I guess is understandable considering everything that's going on, but it's, you know, I'm a huge fan of the MCU, so much more so than the current DCEU, but I think that we can still admit that there are some characters in the MCU that are not very good characters and that that the universe would be better without. And it's only fair 
for us to be honest um, about our beloved MCU. Don't you think, Brittany? I think so. I think it's, like, hard because it's, like, you'll make excuses for some, like, where you're like, oh, well, they're not that bad. And you're like, you know what, they're pretty terrible. Like, when I was looking at my list, I was like, man, I was like, I forgot these people even exist because I blocked them from my brain. That's how a lot of them are, right? Where you just love the MCU so much that you forget that they existed because to you there's this perfect little bubble of characters and stories and you're like, shit, that's right. There there are a few of them that suck. Like, um, I was going to say with that, it's like, Marvel's always faced an issue with, like, their villains, I feel, more than anything. Yeah, I feel that if you're talking about, say, bad characters in the MCU, that a lot of them could possibly stem from the villain side of it. Because Marvel, like, if you're not Loki or Thanos, it's like the MCU doesn't know what to do with you. Thanos did nothing wrong. Okay, you need to stop that. This is why we can't have good things, Brittany, because you are a Thanos apologist. Hey, 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 probably true, but hey, no shit. I will say I feel like that's somewhat me with, say, Ronan. Like, um, he is pretty awful. Uh, but I'm like a Ronan apologist. I can't help myself. Even though, you know, the whole mass murder thing kind of, like, pulls it. But, you know, I can't say much about that. (laughs) But, Brittany, I'm really excited just to dive into this topic. Um, As you know, I can talk MCU all day long. Um, I saw something where, say, two things, right, that... um, Warner Brothers recently announced that not only are they going to premiere Wonder Woman 84, say, in the theaters, but they're also going to premiere it on HBO Max because they're like, all right, we have been pushing it enough. The movie theaters, who knows when that's going to recover, and we want to at least make money on this thing, so let's just put it on HBO Max as well. And so there's this big thing where people are like, okay – is Disney going to do the same thing now? Like, they should do that with Black Widow, but there hasn't been any announcement yet. Um, And I'm just really hoping that's the case, because even if they come out with the vaccine very, like, soon, um, freaking, whatchamacallit, so even if they come out with the vaccine very soon, that's no guarantee that people are going to still feel safe going to the theater. So, yeah. That's what I'm sitting there thinking about right now. It's because, like, I wouldn't personally want to, like, truly go to a movie theater right now. Like, I miss it. I really, really miss it. But with them talking about, like, even in Arkansas, we're about to have, like, a big shutdown. Like, because, you know, we avoided the shutdown. Like, well, not us personally, but, like, the government was like, no, we don't need to do that. But I think we are getting to the point where we're about to have to do that. And so it just doesn't seem feasible in Arkansas to be able to see something in the theater like that. So I wish they would go online with it. Well, I mean... 
for us, the theaters haven't been open. Like, I know in some states they've opened theaters to a reduced capacity or they've had drive-in theaters, but they haven't done that at all in New York. Um, A lot of areas in New York are becoming, you know, yellow zones, red zones, orange zones, and they're saying that it's only imminent before the governor shuts everything down. They shut down the schools recently again. So, yeah, my point is that it's not looking good for movie theaters and at some like certain people feel certain types of way right i've seen online that some people think that it's worth it for the studios to just wait it out and keep pushing but there are other people like myself that think at some point you have to start putting them out right and i wish they would this is what you have your streaming services for, right? Marvel yeah. has Disney Plus and freaking HBO, like Warner Brothers has HBO Max. Like, this is what it's for. They keep making these TV shows, right, that can come out just fine. But it's so it's like the problem isn't making these things. They found a way that they can do it safely by, I guess, bringing people away from everything, doing constant testing. But you're making things that can't even be shown. It's and that's wasting money, right? So, and I think I saw that they said the reason why they decided to go this route with Wonder Woman is that they felt that the sequel could get stale after a while. And as much as it feels like, oh, how can a superhero movie get stale? That is possible. So I think that just put fucking Black Widow on Disney Plus. I know, it's like you already killed her off, like the hype has been dying for this for like since the moment you killed her off. That is true, she's not even in a live character in the MCU, and it's messing things up because now they're able to come out with the shows, right? Like WandaVision, and they'll be coming out with Falcon and Winter Soldier, and these shows are supposed to have things to do with the movies, right? But. Yeah. If you're putting the shows out and then you just keep pushing the movies, it's like all that nonsense. So anyway, we could go on to this like a uh, wormhole here for a while. My point <laughs> is, um, you know, put fucking Black Widow on uh, on on Disney Plus. But before we go any further into our uh, top ten, you know what time it is, Brittany. It's time to promote our very good friends over at Stranger Damies, which is the ongoing real play D&D podcast from the main Damie family of podcasts. Make sure you join them every Wednesday as the Wild Stallions traverse the many traps and tribulations that Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition has to throw in their path. There's elves, weird half-dragon people, conspiracies to uncover, and more references to the 1980s than Ready Player One. Make sure you subscribe to them on all podcast services by searching Stranger Damies. You can find them on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also find them at geekvibesnation.com because they are part of our GVN family. So make sure you go check out Stranger Damies. And Brittany, we are doing the top 10 worst MCU characters. Kick us off. Now you're going to laugh because I have things to say about this character, but also the fact that I know nothing of him. So I need you to not judge me. Are you ready? Okay. It's Melkith or Malkith from oh, uh, Thor Malachi Dark World. or something. <laughs> What'd you say? I think it's like Malachi, Malachith. I don't know how to say his name either. He was on my list as well. 
I literally don't remember anything about him. I, I, I don't know why I have blocked Thor Dark World from my mind, but I do not remember anything that happened besides Loki being, like, in the cage thing, like, imprisoned. Yeah. I need to help me here, because I tried to look it up to, like, jog my memory, but this is how bad this character is, and that's why I need him to be the number 10. All the others on my list, I'm like, yeah, I remember them. You know, it wasn't that interesting, but this dude, you know, I'm like, I literally remember nothing of him, Tia. Like, I don't, like, I know he was with, like, the Dark Elves, and, like, you know, a big reason for why Thor's mother died, right? Because that was all in that movie, and with them trying to get the uh, the uh, the, uh, the Infinity Stone, that which at that point, what did we think that was? It's like a liquid, isn't it? So it's the ether, which is like okay. not yeah, it's technically like a gas almost. Um, so freaking Malachith, Malachith, however you say his name. Yeah, his character was so bad that apparently the actor who played him hated playing him and hates even the fact that he played him at some point. So that just goes to show you how awful this character really was. And Thor The Dark World is probably the worst movie in the MCU. I think that even Age of Ultron has um, positive qualities when compared to, say, Thor The Dark World. And I didn't think Iron Man 3 was that bad, so everyone needs to hop off its dick. But... um, um, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, sorry. That was aggressive. My bad, listeners. Um, but so you have Thor the Dark World, and the whole thing is that you have these dark elves that existed prior to the Asgardians existing. And then um, because the dark elves literally believe in, say, shrouding the earth in darkness and shit, the Asgardians, Odin, fought against them pretty much trapping the dark elves and shit like that. Um, and then once the ether is discovered by Jane and Darcy, who also will make appearances on this list later. So spoiler alert, um, Frickin' Malachi decides that this is his chance, they're now free or whatever, to go retrieve the ether, which will be their tool of destruction, which will frickin', I don't know, plunge the world and universe into darkness. Whatever, right? And his character's so bad, it's so stiff, there's, say, no personality at all. You could have gotten anyone in that role. Um, it's just bad. Like, it's, hey, it's so like, bad. I don't, I don't even remember his personality. Like I, like, I'm there was no personality. There was none. Like, I was, like, sitting here, I was like, oh, you know, he has a messed up face, and I kept trying to look. I was like, why does he have a messed up face? It wasn't until later that I was like, oh, Thor burnt it. And it's literally it. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, uh, (laughs) Um, The only things that I remember is that he is responsible for killing Thor's mom. Like, to me, that's, say, the most, um, I don't know what you would call it, the, like, most important thing, I guess, to remember from that movie, because literally all it did, like, Thor The Dark World, the only thing that it did, right, was to show that, um, like, what another Infinity Stone was, the ether, and show its powers, I guess, and also to frickin' kill off Thor's mom. <laughs> like, that was it. Um, yeah, 
that's what I was like. I wasn't trying to put you on the spot. I literally, literally, as I was going through characters, I was like, there's another guy. And I literally tried to look before the podcast. I was like, what about this guy? And I was like, well, I know Tia has watched more of this movie. I was like, I just don't know why it's so awful. It's so bad. It's so hard to, like, watch, right? Because I've tried to go back and watch, especially in, say, the beginning of the pandemic when they weren't releasing anything. I was like, let me do a big MCU rewatch. And it's so hard to get through. Um, Funny story, by the way, because this is how bad the character is that we don't even want to, like, talk about the actual character. Um freaking this movie was supposed to be loki's last movie like when they killed him off that was intended to be it they thought that this would be a good which what can you imagine how terrible that would be to kill off one of like the biggest characters in the mcu in such a shit movie but apparently that whole scene between Loki and Thor having a really emotional freaking moment and shit like that was supposed to be loki's death and when they shopped it around, I guess, to test audiences and shit, they hated it. And that's why they decided to film the end scene where it was revealed that Odin was really Loki in the end. I thank God, because could you imagine how bad that would have been? Oh, my God, people would have lost their fucking minds. They would have said, you really are going to kill off this really good character. Um fucking in the worst movie in the mcu i know yeah you know what's funny is i think i just reversed this in my head i put my number one worst character as the number 10 i just realized that i am sorry i am i am a worm as uh hades would have said in the disney movie I love that movie. He's such a bad character that he's so forgettable that I think it makes sense that he's at number 10. It's like, go off into obscurity. Yeah, like, you're nothing at this point. I was literally sitting there, I was like, this guy's the worst. He just, I feel bad for the actor. Could you imagine your one shot of being in a Marvel movie and that's it? It's funny, so this um, actor, I've never watched Doctor Who, but I think he was, like, the first doctor after say their revival because if i'm not mistaken doctor who was like really big in the 60s and 70s and then took a hiatus for a few decades before they brought it back and then i think he was the first doctor in the revival man that was a waste (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying like that's doctor who is huge and so you have this pretty big actor who has a cult following pretty much and you use him in this way (laughs) yeah you're basically like yeah you know what i don't need that it's so bad. I guess it's just like I guess it's just a waste of talent because you had the hype of people being like, "Oh, this character," and it's like, mm, mm, no. Yeah, no, I I agree. I also didn't like his character. I didn't like the movie at all. Like to me, the best thing about the movie was them kind of making fun of it and Thor Ragnarok, like. I- they were gonna, I thought you were about to say that the best thing about the movie was the ending. I thought you were about to get very sneaky for a second, and I was going to laugh my butt off. Oh, I mean, that, too. The ending was great when it was re- I will say, I will say, 
that that was a really cool ending when you're sitting there and you're seeing like Odin suddenly it just transforms into Loki. I was just like, ah, oh, yes. <laughs> I needed. Let's just save the entire movie. Let's just save the entire movie. But um, yeah. So Malachi, Malachi, whatever his name is, is Malarkey. Malarkey, great way to start off the um, the list, Brittany. I'm going to go to number nine, and I really dislike this character. I think this character does not belong in the MCU. He literally doesn't add anything of value. Um, I just, I hate it. <laughs> um, Tell me. And I'm about to probably piss off, like, a fandom here, but I don't care. And it's Everett Ross. And I don't know if you remember who Everett Ross I is. I don't remember him. Let me look him up. Everett Ross. He's the guy played by Bilbo Baggins, Martin Freeman, you know, Winston from Sherlock. Oh, my God. From, like, Black Panther and... Uh, um, oh, my God. He was in Civil War. I know who you're talking about. Yes. Like, I, lo- I love that, like... I love that actor, but I do also feel like he was just kind of, like, shoehorned in. My whole thing is that his character... So, you know, it's the whole... It's the reason why two other characters are going to appear on this list, right? Is I hate when you have these, say... Like, they're superhero movies, right? And you have these superheroes who all, for the most part, have some sort of ability. Like, maybe you have Black Widow, and maybe you have Hawkeye, who don't have abilities, but they at least have, like, really good skills, right? Or, uh, you know, Tony Stark has an iron suit. But I hate when you have these characters like Everett Ross, who literally don't have any of that, right? They're, like, a subpar agent. They don't do anything, really, but yet they try and act as if they are so pivotal and important to everything that's going on. It's like, no, you're not. Like, I I don't know why I hate when they give, like, spotlights to these sort of characters. Like, oh, look, they're, they're important, too. And it's like, no, they're not, all right? They, like, literally make no sense to this story. So you have him in Civil War where he's trying to act so, like, big bad and tough like i'm the law and uh we're gonna you're gonna pay attention to me and everything because i'm the big boss and it's like man if captain america wanted to he could literally split you in half like are you kidding me <laughs> um, are they gonna act like big dick because they're like oh it's been this way forever right like Oh, you know, like, where you tell they're used to getting what they want, but they're like, oh, it doesn't matter that Captain America like, oh, I'm going to big dick him because, you know, he's Captain America, and it's like, Exactly, mm. exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's It doesn't make sense because he's so forgettable, right? So then you have this character who already was pretty much nothing in Civil War, and for some reason, they thought that he's the character they should throw in Black Panther. Like, you literally have a movie with this um, society that has great technology, right? Um, powers where they're not just, say, like, the Black Panther isn't, say, a normal human. He takes a potion to be superpowered, right? So you have that. And then you have Killmonger, who also at some point takes, like, potion to be superpowered. So you have all these, like, superpowered people around. And then you have 
fucking Everett Ross trying to run around acting as if he really is important. And just because they were like, oh, um, let's make this guy seem like he's at least doing something in the plot. We'll give him this little uh, part in the final battle where it's his responsibility to shoot down all of the planes that are going to go, you know, off into the world. Something. You know what I mean? It was so It felt like it was unnecessary to have him. Like I said, it's like I do really love that actor, but I also don't like throwing in someone. I feel like he was the version of the dude that, like, Wonder Woman normally falls in love with, right? Like, that just normal, like, like older silver-haired dude that's like, yeah, he's neat. He had something. Like, yeah, I'm talking about, like, the Justice League Unlimited series. Yeah. No, I, and, and it's also, like, Juwan pointed this out, and I thought it was a really good thing to point out that... Everett Ross and Black Panther very much fell into the quote-unquote white savior role. Like, you have this you know, you have this movie where it's taking place in Africa and it's showcasing this really positive message to, you know, the black community. And it's like, oh, here's this white dude. Let's put him in the role where, like, he's actually the one really saving the day. And it's like, what? Like, <laughs> what sense is You know what I mean? Like, it, that, that part was not necessary. It wasn't necessary at all. So, I don't know. I just really disliked his character. And I think I saw something where they were like, oh, he's being brought back in um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. And I'm like, it's not needed. <laughs> it's not. Again. There's just, like... It's no offense to Martin Freeman because he is a good actor, but he's not, like, superhero material, right? Like, you even have, say, okay, another character, right, who doesn't necessarily have powers, but you have Anthony Mackie's character, right? You have Sam Wilson, doesn't have powers, but he has a shit ton of years of experience in the military, has his, you know, um, super cool fucking metal wings and shit. And he can go toe-to-toe with everyone else. But that's not Everett Ross. So why is he literally in the middle of battles? I am curious to see how Falcon's going to do as Captain America without having the powers. But I feel like he's just ready for it. I mean, Steve thought that he was ready for it. Like, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Maybe it's one of those things where... um. I'm trying to think. Maybe it's one of those things where, like, there will be super soldier serum, and maybe that goes into it at some point. I don't fucking know. Hey, maybe there's going to be a couple point where they're like, well, we could give you the serum, and he refuses it because he's like, I can do it on my own merit. Oh! <laughs> that's actually great. That would I be feel like that's too. something they would do. I feel like that's something Sam Wilson would do. He'd be like, I could do this without um the serum and it's like in the words of cap i can do this all day i can do this all day Ah! (laughs) (laughs) now i'm sad that cap's gone i mean he's not technically dead he's just really old (laughs) he didn't die tony he's just taking an extended vacation yeah he's just hanging out and everything um you know, just chilling while Bucky and Sam take care of shit, I guess. Um, you know what he's sad about? 
I sat there and went, you know, he has the serum in him. But I was like, what about aging slowly? But when you think about it, yeah, he left at that point and went back to the past. But it had been, like, what, like, 10 years, like, since he had, like, been frozen and then going back and living. He's probably 10 years ahead of uh, Peggy. And also you have to think about it that, because a lot of people have pointed out, like, how how is he aging with the serum? But it's not like he was conscious for all those years, right? He was frozen in ice. So he probably was going to age regularly anyway, but being in the ice for so long um, stalled that. And then once he woke up, it was like, you know, he's still human. Well, this was saying, like, I wonder, you know, if you think between him getting unfrozen to current time, there was a five-year yeah. skip plus the five years of that, so that was ten years, plus going back in the past. So he was still, like, aged ten years prior, like, physically aged from being frozen by the time he went in the past, so he would have been ten years older than Peggy. And so, you know, for him to look that good at, like, ten plus, you know, he's probably, like, close to a hundred years by that point. Did you see the thing where people are saying that old man, um, uh, Steve Rogers looked like frickin', um, Joe Biden? <laughs> oh God, I saw those. They're like, They're like, we do it. We do it. I was like, what the hell? I just thought that was funny. But, yeah, so Everett Ross is my number nine, and I'm not trying to insult the uh, Martin Freeman fans out there. I, too, am a fan of the Sherlock series, Um, but, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess that's on to me now, huh? For number eight. Yeah, I yeah. forgot to host for a second. I forgot I was I was the host here. So sorry. Go no, ahead. No, no, you're good. <laughs> I, was, uh, I I'm gonna go with this character just because he disappointed me because I wanted so much more from him. That would be Yon Rog, like from Captain Marvel. That also is on my list. Put. That's so funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. No. He. Go ahead. Go ahead. My thing was is that. I I get that he set up to be, like, a mentor to Captain Marvel, and it's like he already knew all these things, and it's like he gave the blood transfusion, you know, spoiler alert, because we're talking about worse characters, but, you know, him set up as, like, oh, he knew, you know, he killed, uh, uh, what was it, Marvell? Was that her name? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, having killed her, having done all these things, and I was so ready for him to be, like, I guess, like, this dominant figure, right? Like, you know, this reveal. Like, it was very, like, oh, twist her head a little bit more. But he goes for, like, the low-hanging fruit with, like, oh, you know, if you can truly beat me, you know, do it without your powers, you know? And she just, like, totally owns him because she's like, you know what? These are my powers. I'm going to use them. I ain't going to let you manipulate me into, like, you know, as you've been doing, which I get that part. You know, I'm not a huge fan of the Captain Marvel movie anyways because I feel like they could have done so much more with it. You know, it definitely wasn't the greatest Marvel film, and I can recognize that. And, um, which, by the way, I I have to look more into it. There's some people that really do not like Brie Larson. Like, no, there's some like, people who really fucking, like, hate Brie Larson. I think that really played a factor into why... 
um, the movie, say, like, on Rotten Tomatoes didn't do good. But I, I have to tell you one thing, Brittany. The more I go back and watch Captain Marvel, I feel like I like it more and more. I, I definitely recognize that there were things they could have improved on and there are certain aspects of, say, the storytelling and blah, blah, blah. But I, I think it's a fine, like, origin story for the MCU. No, I think no, I, mean, I can agree on. I cause, like My thing is that even though I don't think it was the greatest, I definitely don't think it was the worst. I, I've seen worst. I got you, Hulk. Yeah, no, it definitely, like, wasn't the worst, I think, for me. And I'm sorry to, like, take away from the Yon Rock thing, but um, I think what sucks the most about Captain Marvel is that it came out after Infinity War, right? All this hype on Captain Marvel, right? The end of Infinity War is is Fury sending out a text to Captain Marvel, and I didn't even know who fucking Captain Marvel was, and I was, like, freaking out at that point, right? And then you yeah. see Captain and then you see Captain Marvel, and they're showing, look how strong he is and how strong she is, and you're sitting there going, Thanos better fucking shake, right? And you're yeah. thinking that she's going to be such this pivotal part of Endgame, and she was in it for probably five minutes. And it's like, I get it that she came in the clutch, and she destroyed Thanos' ship, and I get that that was badass as fuck, but she didn't, like have nearly a big enough role to warrant the hype around her movie no no i agree with that i agree with that i feel like it could have been like i know i was excited but i feel like there there was a lot more that could have been done about a lot of things but I'm yeah. like, I'm like, why didn't you like look into this a little bit more? Because you feel like, but then again, the internet is a hornet's nest. You, if you take everything that they say for like what you should choose, it's not going to always uh, turn out the way you hoped. If that makes sense. Yeah. Another but. thing. Another thing with Captain Marvel is I had heard that there were plans to have Ronan in it much a lot more than he actually was, and I was like, shit. That makes me sad. But, yeah, I really dislike Jude Law's character here. And I like Jude Law in, like, the whole spectrum of things, right? But I hate his character. Um, For everything that you said, right, he is this mentor to Carol Danvers. And, you know, when you look back on everything – he really seems as if he was trying to repress her, right? Because he's always telling her, oh, repress your your feelings, get your emotions in check, you know, don't use your powers. And it's like, were you really trying to just make her a better fighter or were you worried that she was going to finally discover who she was and, like, kick your ass, right? And you yeah. have his character where, because the whole movie, right, you're like, Skull, scrolls bad, Cree good, and then it's come to find out that the Cree are like awful, uh, and Yon Rog is pretty awful and all that. And he killed Marvel. He's been lying all this time. And that final scene was when he became such a fuckboy, right? <laughs> when <Yeah. laughs> when he's sitting there, cause like. 
How many how many times do you see that on the internet? Well, you know, if you're really that good, you don't need this to be. Prove it. Prove to me that you can do it. And I loved that she didn't because at first I was like, oh, okay, they're going to have this like big epic battle, uh, blah, blah, blah. And at first when she blasts him, you're it kind of takes you out for a second where you're like, oh, like I thought you were going to like really prove to him. And then when she's like, I don't need to prove anything to you. I'm like, you know what? You're right. You don't need you to prove him, fucking girl. shit. I'm like, you don't need to prove shit to this guy. Like, you have that shit. Use that shit, right? It, and not for nothing, though, I'm very much convinced that Carol Danvers could have kicked his ass without her powers. No, I feel like that, too, at that point, because I feel like he was holding her back more than anything, was making her constantly doubt herself and almost, like, killing her confidence by being, like, you know, forcing her down, but being that dominant role, and I guess that was kind of like the point they were trying to make. I also like didn't play by his rules. I also didn't understand where Jan Rog fell within the spectrum of, say, like morality, because he's this soldier, and they're trying to win this war against the scrolls and save the Kree. And when Carol Danvers is stuck on Earth. Um, you know, originally they, his crew want to reach out to Ronan, but he knows that if Ronan knows, then Ronan's just going to exterminate the whole planet. And freaking Jan Rog is like, no, let's not do that. But then at the end, then he's like, you know, fuck this planet. I'm going to tell Ronan that she and Scrolls are here. Um, so I don't know where his, like, morality stands, because at first he seems like, oh, no, I don't want the accusers to know, because I know that they'll literally look to destroy a whole planet just because some scrolls are on it. But then at the end it's like, but no, now I'm okay with the whole entire planet getting killed because some scrolls are on it. Well, it makes me curious that, like, was he only doing that because he was looking for the Tesseract? Because that was, that was the Tesseract, right? Yeah. Like, did he think that maybe the Tesseract was there? Like, it's it's like, oh, I don't want to destroy that, so maybe it didn't come from really a moral standpoint. Or was it, oh, killing a whole entire planet is bad, but now that Carol Danvers doesn't like me anymore... Now I'm mad at her, so now we get to destroy the planet, which sounds like the most incel thing ever. I know, like, I know. <laughs> can we agree that Jan Rog was a bit of an incel? Yeah, yeah he, the ultimate incel. He was definitely giving off those vibes, like incel vibes. Like if he knew what an incel convention was at Earth, he'd probably attend it. Oh my God! You know what? You're true. 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 <laughs> Girls. Girls bad. Girls don't like me. Must must destroy planet. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. I know. I can't help myself. But um, yeah. So great choice for number eight. Yon Rog, fuck that guy. Um, I wonder what happened to him, by the way. Like Carol Danvers put him in a ship and was like, "You go tell everyone." And it's like, yeah. did he go? He's <laughs> gonna come back. Maybe they'll make him better this time. I don't know. God hopes so. They did get a different um, director for Captain Marvel too. So 
I think that was a lot of the problem because Captain Marvel literally had two directors and it was very much like, oh, is this why there feels like there's a bit of um, a disconnect between some of the scenes? So now that you have one person, I think that that's better. True. True True. facts. All right. So let's go to number seven. Um, So my whole thing is that I didn't necessarily – hate this character i just didn't see the point of her and this character is ghost from ant-man and the wasp oh my god same same yeah so you have this character ghost who from what i gather wasn't a huge character in the comics but was a guy in the comics so they decided to gender bend the character which is fine um and you have this character who at first like really seemed pretty cool that her powers were that she could phase through things and we saw several times through the um movie that she was like a formidable opponent when fighting against hope and fighting against scott but then at some point you find out that she was just this little girl who was caught up in this accident. Hank Pym was somehow involved and it's given her this powers, but it also is like killing her because uh, one day she will fade away to nothingness. And so you have her just in reality, not being so much a villain, but just being someone who's trying to survive, who at first is willing to do shitty things, but then the power of Lawrence Fisher convinces her not to do these shitty things because there's no need to destroy other families just because she's dying. I guess that was the whole thing. Um, And then she turns out really to not be, say, the villain in the end. I forget what they eventually started fighting against now. Um, uh, the uh, one dude was manipulating her, oh, I think. Sp- yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, like, ends up, I guess, being the true villain of the movie. And then at the end of the movie, you see her, like, kind of limping away, and Lawrence Fisher is, like, not not Fisher, Fishborn. Why, what is wrong with me today? Uh, fucking... We're going fishing. The the guy from, you know, The Matrix and the John Wick trilogy, all right? Yeah, the awesome yeah. guy. Um, but fucking, what was I going to say? God. Oh, so you see her, like, limping away, and Lawrence's character, Lawrence Fishborn's character, who, you know, had kind of seemingly been a guardian for her, is like, let me help you. And she's like, no, go away. I don't want to drag you down. You're a good person. I was going to do really shitty things for selfish reasons. And he's like, nah, fam, I got you. And he takes her away. away. And then you don't hear anything until the end credit scene of that movie where they're like, oh, we're going to figure out how to use the quantum accelerator particle thingy Mababi for us to help us, but we're also going to help our friend Ghost. And it's like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. I feel like it was very fast forward. Like, it faced the same case of, like, in uh, Star Wars, like, before they're, like, unmasked and stuff. You're like, they're so cool, they're scary. And then you learn their backstory and learn about them. I'm like, oh, okay, they're just a whiny teenager, but it's so bad. I didn't, like... She could have been a really cool villain, right? You had really awesome powers. There's hardly any female villains in the MCU. 
you could have had a really cool opportunity, right? But then it's right. like they can never make their villains truly villains because they're like, let's give you the super sad background story and their motive isn't really evil. They're just trying to help themselves because they're dying. So don't you feel bad now? Yeah, like, I don't, I just come here to feel bad. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't like that aspect at all. So it's not – I didn't find her character unbearable. The actress is a good actress. The everything about that character could have been cool. I just didn't feel the need to say humanize her where in the end you're sitting there going, you know, she's actually not a villain. So it feels in a way that Ant-Man and the Wasp didn't really have a villain. I I know that Sonny was supposed to be the quote-unquote bad guy, but even he wasn't big enough to really be a bad guy, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like I, I feel emotionally manipulated, and like where they're like, "Here's a." They just don't let villains be villains long enough to make them interesting. Like Loki, they they give them a whole backstory, and they saw how well it could be, but they rush through their villains. They're like disposable to them, and they always kill them. So there's like not even a chance of them coming back, except for you know like some others on the list. But you know what I mean. No, I totally know what you mean. I mean, if you look at the MCU, the mo- for the most part, every villain, they decide to kill off. And it's like, why would you do that to yourselves? I And I think that's because probably the MCU or Marvel in the comics has just such a wide, like, variety of villains at their disposal. And it's like, okay, cool, but you should keep a few around. Like, yeah. I know. Like, I know this is going to (laughs) sound obviously, you know, selfish, but Ronan, that's a great villain. Like, you clearly thought he was good enough of a villain to bring him back in Captain Marvel, because in reality, there was no reason why you needed to necessarily bring him back. He was in a scene for two seconds, but you still were like, you know, Lee Pace as Ronan is a pretty cool character, but we killed him off. But this movie takes place in the past, so I guess we can bring them back. Well, and that's the stuff that they don't realize. Like, oh, we could have just brought them back and had a good time out of them. And it's like, you monster. You monsters. I hope, like, Lee Pace is such a great actor. Find some way to incorporate him in the MCU again. <laughs> Make him a different character or some shit. <laughs> your thirst is showing again. I just need you to know that. And I, I don't care. <laughs> I recognize this, and I don't see it as a problem. So, yeah. Um, what is the scene in Parks and Rec where Mona Lisa is like, I did nothing wrong, and her dad's like, I know this, and I love you? <laughs> like, that's to me with Loki and Ronan. <laughs> I did nothing wrong. I know this, and I love you. <laughs> That's you with Thanos, so let's see. <laughs> oh, um, no, that's me with Negan more than anything, I think. At this point, I think I've recognized this. You know, I think that's true as well. But that's another thing, and that's a whole other conversation. The Walking Dead also <laughs> took their yeah, – The Walking Dead also t- is terrible with their villains, and they took probably one of their best villains, and they are like, let's make him the good guy now. And it's like, no – you don't always need to do this. <laughs> we always have to make them relatable. Yeah, that's that's how I feel it is. But um, <laughs> do you have anything else to say about ghosts before we move on? Um, I just, I don't know. I just, I think I'm at the point where I'm at with you too, where it's like, 
that it's nice that they had her, but it wasn't necessary at all, and she didn't fully add something besides being like, oh, feel bad for me, and I'm like, okay, I guess. Yeah, I would be perfectly fine if they decided not to bring her character back, um, which does suck because it feels like a waste of a good actress, but them's how the ball rolls. Uh, (laughs) But let's move on, Brittany. What's your number six? I am going to go with, um, I'm torn. Okay. I'm going to save the others for, like, higher up. Can we go with Luffy, Loki's true father? Oh, my God. I completely forgot about him. He shows up for five seconds just to be a shithead. You you remember him, right, Mr. Blue Dude? Oh, no, no, no. I remember him because even though the first Thor movie wasn't that great either, it's definitely more bearable than Thor The Dark World. (laughs) My thing is, like, doesn't he, like, they, like, they fix this all up, right? Because the whole point of, like, Thor even being sent to Earth and being punished was because he went to the Ice Giant's place, right? Like, just to basically be an asshole. Isn't that how it went? It's been a real long time. Well, okay, so this is what it is really quick, right? I'll just, like... Oh, yeah, Loki. Fucking Loki. Yeah, it was Loki. Loki uh, stages this whole, like, thing where a few frost giants get into Asgard and go to steal weapons from their secret weapon weapons vault. And Odin doesn't want to do anything because he's like, that's just a mistake. Let's not wage war against Luffy. And Thor being like the biggest hothead back then was like, we're gonna go! (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead though. No, no, no. I just like, because the whole point with him that I felt like, like, yes, I feel like he could have been so much cooler, right? I felt, uh, not a joke on the fact that he's an ice giant. This is where it's hard sometimes, is these characters are so forgettable that I would have to actually re-watch everything to go, who are these characters again? Because there was a point where the Luffy, where I'm like, okay, he's neat, he's got the red eyes going, but doesn't he not truly show up until the end of the movie for, like, five seconds before Loki actually kills him? Like, I thought he was a good catalyst for the story with Loki, uh, realizing, you know, his true heritage and, you know, all that angst and why he didn't felt like he belonged and all that. And it's like, but Loki does end up saving. He saves Frigga, but I don't know if he did it to save Odin. Do you remember? <clears throat> so, um, the whole thing with Luffy, right, he doesn't show up a lot. You more so just hear about him, right, with the whole legend and shit like that. But Luffy does show up in when Thor brings everyone to um, Jotunheim at first, right? And pretty much uh, it looks like the Frost Giants have him surrounded and Loki's like, okay, let's leave. Let's go back to Asgard. And as they're leaving, Luffy is like, oh, yes, little princess, go run back to daddy or something like that. Like mocks him and that's when Thor's like, you know, whatever. But yeah. Luffy doesn't really show up a whole lot in the movie you have when Loki goes to Luffy and says, hey, I'll open up the door. You can go and kill Odin as you wanted to, which then makes it where Loki saves the day because he knew exactly where Luffy was going to be trying to kill Odin. And then he kills him to be like, look, I'm the big hero. 
Loki always has such this thing about, like, wanting to look good and having, like, this inferiority complex. And I have to wonder what caused, like, besides the fact it's, like, okay, you know, they're supposed to rule together, basically. But did he just maybe somehow feel, you know, what was going on? Um... I'm not, like, I don't know. I don't know really with that. I think with, like, Loki and his inferiority complex just comes from the fact that he wasn't really as guardian. And if you can see, he's obviously thinner than everyone. He's not as physically agile. So feeling, say, not to par with Thor and all the other males and women of Asgard, um, I think definitely plays into that. And we don't know, say, like, Loki's past because Loki makes it seem at some point to Odin like oh you've always favored Thor so even like though with us we're watching and we're like oh we don't really see that there clearly was something that in their childhood that Loki felt as if Thor was getting more attention than he was and I guess like for Loki because Loki was gonna like left him to die because he was so small and weak like even by like Asgardian standards he was small but we see like how tiny he was compared to everyone else too yeah he was certain because the frost giants the reason why they're called that is literally because they're giants um and Loki isn't (laughs) what'd you say I said there's some big boys yeah but I didn't like I could see Luffy not being a good character either. I forgot about him, honestly. Because he's supposed to be this king of Jotunheim and a very feared leader, a very feared opponent, which is why Odin has tried to maintain this peace treaty um, for so long. And I think Honestly, to me, you know what I think it is? I think it's because this was really early still in the MCU, and maybe they didn't have the budget, because you never truly see Luffy really in full form. He's always, like, in a shadow and always looks like there isn't a lot of him shown, and I'm wondering if that's because of, like, budget-wise, they had to work around that. Like, if it was intentional? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, but it's weird because you forget sometimes that, like, oh, that is Loki's really real father. And it, they really don't pay a whole lot of attention to it. Oh, no. I just, like, I feel like um, it's, like, Loki is the version of, like, the ultimate daddy issue. And I felt like. <laughs> When, like, you can go, oh, he's a bad character just because the setup and the plot of him, right? But can we talk about, like, how he actually sucks ass because he is a horrible father? Can we go from that standpoint, too? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's such a terrible dad. As you just said yourself, frickin' he left Loki to die simply because he was smaller than the rest of the Frost Giants. Um He clearly didn't seem to care that much about Loki. And I forget even if Loki reveals later, like, hey, I'm the fucking little runt that you left in a dumpster, pretty much. I don't even remember if that was, like, revealed. He's a dumpster baby, and Odin, like... Uh, took him oh my god still one of the best scenes though in the mcu was loki demanding odin tell him the truth like i'm telling you 
that was the moment that I decided to simp. Like, that was the moment. <laughs> for Loki. (laughs) That was the moment that I was like, I was like, I don't know who this actor is. I've never seen him before. I don't know who this character is, but I dedicate everything to him. (laughs) It was just such a good scene. It was such a great scene. Like, Loki finally demanding the truth from his father. And Odin, like, first of all, can we talk about that scene for a sec? Where it's like Loki is finding out all this shit about himself right finding out that he was adopted finding out that he's a frost giant finding out that you know his father freaking uh you know did all like his his father's left him in a dumpster right and he's trying to find out all this shit and demand it and odin's like oh no i'm old and feeble and i'm going into an odin sleep i sorry i can't answer all these questions <laughs> My dad, when he's watching football and falls asleep on the chair. I mean, did you recognize that? Where freaking like Loki's like, tell me these are things I never knew. This is like life shattering knowledge. And Odin's like, oh, sorry, I can't. I have to nap now. (laughs) What did you say? Peace out, Girl Scout. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. At first I was like, what does Girl Scouts have to do with this? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, okay, I get it now, I get it now. He's like all these Southerners, yee-yee. Yee-yee. <laughs> <laughs> we add that Tia on her phone added my name as Brittany yee-yee because I'm from Arkansas. I have never felt so personally attacked in my whole entire life, and I just need someone to empathize with me. This is the background for the listeners. I started watching this YouTuber called Curtis Connor, and he has this whole, like, series of YouTube videos where he goes and looks at, like, country boy and girl TikToks, and he made this, like, whole entire freaking video where he became a country boy, and he's always like, yee-yee, and so I said, I go, that's that's uh her and I literally changed her name where in the middle it's Yee. I hate you. You're dead to me. I thought we could be friends. This is the last podcast we'll ever do together. <laughs> um, I just sorry everyone. I'm laughing because of that and also because um my dog doesn't like leaving my side ever. So Polly was gonna take her on a walk and he's trying to get her to like come with him and she's not leaving my side. Oh <laughs> she loves you. Thank God someone does. Thank God someone does. <laughs> Yeah, that got very real. That felt very real. Yeah, that felt very real. Poor lady is just like, ah, just you know, lady, don't don't complain later when when you don't go for a walk. It's very cold out. Uh, <laughs> not as cold as Jotunheim, but cold. No, but- I know it's raining here in Arkansas right now, and I'm like, mm, mm, I don't want to leave this bed. um but great decision for number six um i will get the next one i'm trying to look at my freaking list and determine like how many spots do i have again hang on one two three okay i got three people left Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny? I gotta look up the guy's name really quick because I literally put um 
freaking bad guy from Doctor Strange. Oh, Dormammu? No, not Dormammu. Dormammu was pretty cool. Dormammu, like, grew on me the more I... I know. Wait, um... Calicious? I don't know. Fergalicious definition. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You know what it reminds me of? You didn't watch um, Game of Thrones that much. Like, I know you watched the last season, but in... um, the first few seasons, Daenerys, one of her, uh, like, nicknames was, like, Kalia or something like that. I, oh, God, now I forget what Khaleesi. that was. Khaleesi, yes. So it's, like, so Khaleesi from Doctor Strange. Um, yeah. So um, it, it, I know, it took a second. Brittany right now is uh, fighting off a headache. So my humor isn't hitting like it should. No, I was laughing. I was just silently laughing. It's okay, Brittany. I know. He. Oh. <laughs> oh, in here, heifer. <laughs> do you so even funny. know what a heifer is? Yes, I do. Okay. And I, and I'm shaking my hand at you. You, you damn Yankees. Yee. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I love everything. Uh, what was I going to say? But anyway, so Kalicious or whatever the fuck his name is from Doctor Strange. So let me tell you a little background story, which I feel like I tell every time we talk about the Doctor Strange movie, but you're going to hear it again. Um, when we went to go see Doctor Strange in the theater, Paulie and I, we did not like it. Like, I remember being so bored during the movie. I remember us stepping out and just going, wow, that was disappointing, right? And and freaking then I remember with Infinity War hearing the reports like, oh, Doctor Strange is going to have a big role in um, Infinity War. And I was like, oh, God fucking kill me but then after seeing infinity war i was like wow i love this character i love benedict cumberbatch as stephen strange and then we went back and rewatched the doctor strange movie and i was like i love this movie it's probably now one of my favorites in the mcu so that being said i love the doctor strange movie i feel like maybe watching it at my own like apartment was just a different feel blah blah blah, blah different factors right um yeah. But that being said, there is a huge problem in the Doctor Strange movie, and that is Kalicious, or again, whatever the fuck his name is, played by... I'm thinking Fergalicious now. Fergalicious, or, you know, Khaleesi. Um, Freaking, you know, you have Mads Mikkelsen, who is a really fantastic actor. Anyone who watched the Hannibal series will see that he's a really good actor. Um, I even heard rumored reports that he may be replacing Johnny Depp in the third Fantastic Beasts. So um if you're a that. I mean it's just the wizarding world. They can change their appearance. Yeah, and I was just gonna say if you're a Mads Mickelson fan, then that's great news for you, right? So nothing taking away from the actual actor. I just think that his character sucked. Um, I feel like it was such a waste of a great, like a great actor like Mads, and his whole 
I okay, Brittany. I never get this right. I never get a character who gives themselves to an entity that literally wants to destroy the world. Because in my head, I'm like, you'll die too. You know this, right? Like, <laughs> you float down here too. You know what I'm saying? It never made sense to me. They're like, oh, let's bring this dark character that will literally rip apart the earth and destroy everything, and people will die and burn in hell for eternity and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you too. Like, you are (laughs) (laughs) I do have that moment with, like, characters sometimes, but then again, some of them are obsessed with that kind of destruction where they feel like, that cult it's kind of like in walking dead you know the cult people the wolves where they're like oh you know you could go on the same standpoint with them but i guess they get cultish i think with that character he was actually on my list too i think what it is for me is that it's a lot of like talking about him and him showing up for five seconds just to fuck with shit and then leaving again and that's it it's true as well because they went okay do you remember the movie kung fu panda yes so remember the bad guy in kung fu panda was like oh that was a former student of uh you know the master and they tried to go in that same direction with dr strange saying that uh Calicious was a student of uh, the ancient one but went a different way whatever and it's like, as you said, they kept talking about him, but he shows up for two seconds, and he's not, like, that great. There's a few times where Doctor Strange is able to get, say, one up on him, and he just, again, as you said, was very cultish. I did like a few times when Doctor Strange, like, pointed out, um, saying, oh, how do you think this is good for you? Like, have you seen what is happening to your eyes right now. Um, And I guess that his character was really just um, there to bring Dormammu into the whole thing. So then that also seems like... irritated the piss out of Dormammu (laughs) and like... Like, just pissed him off enough that, like, wore him down like a child asking for a toy, like, for the 20 millionth time. Can I tell you that I found such an appreciation for that scene? Again, like, when I first watched the movie, I was saying to myself, this is the most annoying thing ever. And then re-watching it at home, I was like, this is hilarious. This is supposed to be this, like, world-eating entity. And literally, Doctor Strange is like, I'm going to annoy him to death. <laughs> I mean, it worked, I guess. I don't know how many times he must have redone that. Now, they could not have been, like, 100, right? It had to be, like, thousands at that point. Oh, it, like, was just constant. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. And I love that first word Dormammu's like, wait, what's going on? He's like, stupid human, I'm just going to kill you forever. And Doctor Strange's like, that's cool. Like, we'll both be trapped in this loop forever then. Have fun. <laughs> I like, at what point did Dormammu not feel like he could have just, like, went around him and not had to kill him? I'm just saying it was so fucking funny. Like, that is no, definitely... No, 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 I, I agree. Little... I just want to know why he felt like he had to keep doing that. 
No, I I do understand when I think about it, like, you could have just, I guess, let him live and just be like, okay, now we're just going to live up here forever. I wanted that stone, though. Yeah, yeah. I forget now. I have to go back and rewatch it. Which is There's just so many Marvel movies, yeah. Marvel movies, but, um, yeah, I guess I just felt like it was a waste of a good actor, this character, for... You know what his character reminded me of? His character reminded me of, like, Malachite, where they're so forgettable, but yet they're supposed to be the villains of the movie. I agree, where you're, like, it's all hyped up, and you kind of see them from the shadows, and you kind of see them every now, and then they kind of fuck with shit, and then they're gone, and then you're like, I just... No one's ever been as good as Loki and Thanos. No, they haven't, and it's crazy, because... Obviously, those are two really good actors, Tom Hiddleston and Josh Brolin, but you have plenty of other great actors playing other great characters, like playing characters that could have been great because they have good actors. And I will say I feel like they've started to fix more of their villain problem with, like, fixing their directors and kind of taking that, because I will say that, like, thinking back, I love the Grandmaster, who's technically a villain. Thor, I mean, Thor Thanos, like, you know what I mean? No, there's definitely, like, great villains. Um, Killmonger was a great villain. Um, You know, again, I think Ronan was an awesome villain. I liked Yellow Jacket. But the problem is that they kill them off. So this is the thing. They either don't know how to use their villains, or they have a great villain, and they kill them off, killing off any potential of bringing the person back. But... I think they started learning a little bit of um, their lesson, as you said, because you had in um, Captain America Civil War, you had Zemo, who was a pretty good villain, um, and you thought that you wouldn't see him again, and he's going to be a villain in the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. So I think they saw, like, hey, we have this great villain, like, let's not just do this one-and-done thing again. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so, anyway, Kalicious, Khaleesi, whatever, is my number five. Brittany, what's your number four? (laughs) You're going to laugh at me, but I feel like you'll be able to relate with who I'm about to say. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to go with Hawkeye. Yes! (laughs) He doesn't have to be the worst. I just feel like at that point, when when people recognize that he's so bad. By the way, his fans are ravenous. Ravenous, oh, Tia. I know this. I got death threats over an okay, opinion. I don't want to ask if this is the one you got death threats over. Oh, no, I want to get death threats, Tia. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> My thing is, is like even the MCU recognizes how little importance that he plays. That literally, literally every person in the Avengers has had a movie now, especially Black Widow, except for Hawkeye. That's the thing where you run into the problem. It's like you know it's bad, and you can go, "Well, he doesn't have powers." So I'm like, Black Widow doesn't have powers. I guess technically she is like. Uh, it doesn't, like, in her lore, she's had some kind of serum, like a version of the serum. Yeah, in in Black Widow lore in the comic book, she's had 
a version of the serum, the same, a similar version to what they give the Red Guardian. Okay, that, man, I want the Red Guardian to show. I need to like see in my life, Tia. Can we just talk about <laughs> that for a hot minute? I think. Oh hell yeah! I'm gonna need that later. Um, but <laughs> uh, but the thing with Hawkeye, it's like. I think it's, like, he plays a cute side character, and I think that's hard when you're having, like, a lot of, it's, like, too many cooks in the kitchen type thing, and he's, like, the sous chef that's, like, kind of helping over in the background, like, yeah, you know, the whole thing tastes great, I helped, and everybody's, like, great, but, you know, we're the, we're the master chef, they're Gordon Ramsay, and he's, uh, the dude from Ratatouille that doesn't know how to cook, (laughs) but at least he's cute doing it. They never gave Hawkeye a freaking movie. They're giving him his show where the show is literally going to be his character passing the torch to Kate Bishop. He's not so. even a character in his own show. Yeah, yeah. This is my problem with Hawkeye, right? And I have to preference this by saying this is an opinion that we are allowed to have. So I better not get any more fucking death threats um, in my freaking dms that i got half a year ago when i tweeted something about hawkeye all right i'm just saying that right now but i'm hoping that our listeners that actually listen to this podcast you know what you guys are awesome you're not crazy twitter people so it's okay i think we're safe um but this is my problem with hawkeye because you have to remember that hawkeye showed up in the first thor and I thought it was pretty cool, like his little lore there, like, oh, he's, he's the guy who's perched up in, you know, above and everything. Okay, that's that's kind of cool, right? He's almost this, say, silent sort of uh, assassin. Like, it was cool. I was down for it. And even in the first Avengers, you were like, oh, shit, Hawkeye got freaking possessed by Loki and blah, blah, and Black Widow helped bring him out. And, oh, look, there's this friendship between Black Widow and Hawkeye. Like, I was totally fine for it. The start of my problem was Jeremy Renner, who also has had some questionable things about his real life come up that I feel like got swept under the rug. But... What'd you say? What did he do? I mean, I don't know if this is, like, too freaking intense for this podcast, but he had a moment, apparently, with, like, his ex-wife where he, like, threatened to kill himself in front of her and, like, even had a gun out and everything. I'm like, that's really bad. And it's been really swept under the rug. So, but my problem started with Jeremy Renner after the first Avengers came out, complaining that his character was only in the movie for like 15 minutes and the majority of it was him being possessed. And I'm like, yeah, that, like, you're not a main character. You're not Captain America. You're not fucking Iron Man. You're not Thor. Like, yes, your character is going to have a minimum part. Hmm? It was a good plot push. It's like, okay, and I and I mean to talk over you on this. It's just that, remember how, you know, and me and Tia wrote stories together, right? Or at least brainstormed them out. My thing is, is sometimes it feels just as important and meaningful not to have the character there, but to have characters discussing that character or adding to that in a separate way 
than just having the character at the forefront because it gives like a, a like a character building of what others think of this said character and that's kind of how I felt about Hawkeye in that situation I felt like he was just as important as like the possessed Avenger you know the uh, having to fight his friends you know and I feel like like if you have like something going around another character yeah that sucks but i feel like it makes people go oh that's the cool character like look how you know they gotta try not to kill their friend kind of like they had that plot in power rangers when i was little with like a separate version of power rangers you know one of their like seasons or series and i always just thought it was cool but i felt like they maybe just took it too personally yeah, it was just crazy because then, you know, in freaking Age of Ultron, we have this, like, ridiculous plot taking time out of a fucking action movie to go explore Hawkeye's family life. I don't care. I didn't care at all. It took, And then I rewatched Age of Ultron. There's one scene that I feel like the line was written by Jeremy Renner. Like I feel I feel after that for some like for some reason the MCU bowed down to Jeremy Renner's demands when I feel like if that happened now they would have just recasted him just like they did with Terrence um you know Malik for asking for too much I think money and spotlight and that's why they're like you know we're bringing Don Cheadle in because you're being a prima donna and it's like Jeremy Renner was also being a prima donna but yet wasn't freaking replaced but he anyway have the star power he just didn't have the star power to be making these kind of demands and my thing was is like I just when yeah. you play a character so, that doesn't have like a huge like he's not even like a big part in the comics with the Avengers like he's cool but he's not a huge part and so I was going to say in Age of Ultron there's that one point where they're all at uh, Hawkeye's farm and him and his wife are having a moment and she's like looking at I guess Cap and Iron Man looking all defeated and shit and the wife goes they're a mess huh and he goes yeah but they're my mess. And it's like, bro, you're acting as if you're the strongest Avenger. Like, you're the most competent Avenger. Oh, It's like, oh, yeah, you are the glue that keeps everything together, bro. They're my mess. Like, no. No. Again, Thor could snap you in half. So, to me, I'm just like, that just annoyed me. Like, nobody's business. And, he annoyed. like, can I tell you I found pleasure in Civil War when he and T'Challa were fighting against each other, and he goes, hey, I'm Clint, by the way. We haven't met. And T'Challa goes, I don't care. And I'm like, that's how I feel about his whole character. <laughs> I felt like that was very fair. Um, we can all agree that in Endgame, it should have been him who died and not Black Widow. I'm telling you, that whole like interaction between them i kept going like come on come on just let hawkeye die <laughs> just let him die <laughs> and fucking black widow had to sacrifice herself and i'm like stop <laughs> oh he has a family i'm like i don't care I don't care. I don't like uh, Natasha spent her life trying to wipe the ledger, you know, the red off her ledger and finally got a family. And it's like, let's take it away. <laughs> what is it's like you, what, what's it's like you, uh, what do you, what did Loki call her again? 
Oh, a a mewling quim or something like that? Or mewling whim? I forget. I think it's quim. I think it's quim. He pretty much called her, like, a nagging cunt or something. (laughs) I know. I remember, like, there was, like, all this, like, like, the buzz on the internet during that time, like, being so mad at Loki. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like something Loki would say. Can't be mad about it. No, right? I mean, that was uh, medieval talk for, for at the, you know, whatever. I, I didn't yeah. care. I never thought. I just had never heard it, you know, called before or anything. And I was like, I'm really Quim. Let's look it up. We're going to look, look it, it up. up. Okay. I love All the right. internet. <laughs> Mewling quim is a term made up of two words, mewling meaning crying or whining, and quim, which is a vulgar way to say vagina. Put them together, whining vagina, or more accurately, whining whiny cunt. <laughs> it is used as a belittling insult and has been around in the Great Britain since the Victorian era. So it makes sense. That's <laughs> guardian. British, by the way. Can we talk about that? Why are they British when they're really like Nordic or something? That, yes, no, that also, is funny. Like, very proper. They also very proper. Well, you? that's why it was so funny that freaking Tony Stark started doing Shakespeare in the park when he met Thor. Um, but, you know, I guess it's like they're aliens. They're not supposed to be accurate, I guess. That's why none of them have Nordic freaking accents and don't speak Nordic. <laughs> they're like Brits good enough close enough <laughs> good enough that's how I feel about my uh, my homework lately good enough good enough did I pass that's all that matters <laughs> oh man listen let's not let's not you know diss Thor and their decision making because without them inaccurately bringing in Brits instead of Nordic people. We wouldn't have Chris Hemsworth. We wouldn't have Tom Hiddleston. We wouldn't have Idris Elba. And I'm okay with them all being British. (laughs) Oh, no, sorry. Chris Hemsworth isn't British. He's Australian. So you know what? Nordic, they could have just had the Scars guards, Tia. They could have had, what's this? Oh, my God. Can you imagine, like, Alexander Skarsgård would go so well in the Thor universe. Like, you imagine he's his cousin or something, and Thor's like, I'm the strongest out of the family. I'm the biggest. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, cousin is back. And you see fucking Alexander Skarsgård come out shirtless, and it's like, ah. He's tall as fuck. I think they're the same height. I think they're both like six foot five. They're both mammoths. Like Loki's sitting there going, "These motherfuckers." <laughs> now I'm just judging decision making. Now, the fact that they never casted Alexander Skarsgård in the Thor world is actually a crime. <laughs> I know they were probably like, "He actually has the accent. If we use it, they'll know what we've been doing." <laughs> you know what's funny though um now like where is this podcast going we care so little about hawkeye um but if you look at interviews of the scars guards like alexander bill even gustav they hardly have an accent right like yeah. it's, i i i don't know what it is but because They've done, you know, 
they've lived in Sweden their whole lives. They've, you know, done a lot of work there. So it, it's a little strange, but, you know, whatevs. Well, it's sort of like, you know, my friend, my Dutch friend and stuff, like, he speaks such good English, but his English doesn't sound like it has a heavy accent. And I wonder, like, there is some, like, uh, like languages where the the accent or, like, the way they speak is so normal. And that's where you get a lot of, like, the Nordic languages where they sound so much just like us that I'm like, what the hell? And when you say, like, normal, like, normal for us, like, you know, for being in America and stuff. Yes, they just sound English, but not like, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. The internet may not know what you mean. <laughs> you Brittany, get me. Britney's canceled. Um, But oh. I'm joking. I was going to say, you know who that reminds me of? Nikki Tutorials. Like, she yeah, has... She ver- sounds just like... She sounds American. She sounds American because I remember... I didn't realize that she wasn't in this country, right? I would watch her um, freaking YouTube videos all the time, her talking, blah, blah, blah. And then when she was, like, hanging out with Jeffree Star and she was talking about, oh, next time I'm, like, in the States. And I was like, where does she live? And at first I was like, oh, Canada or something probably. And it's like, no, she lives, like, all the way on the other side of the world. And freaking um, she's from... The Netherlands, right? That's where she's yeah. from? Yeah. Right. I was like, what? Have you ever watched Nikki Tutorials speak um, Dutch? I think that's what they speak over there. Uh, I remember, too, because my friend that's Dutch, like, I always have to remember because, like, uh, he says some words that make me think of German, and he's like, I'm not German. I'm from Holland. I'm Dutch. But it always confuses my brain because you don't say, oh, they're Hollish or, you know, Holland. Yeah. It's like they're Dutch, and that confuses my brain sometimes. Because, <laughs> like, all these things don't come from, like, like a place of, like, oh, no, I just, like, for us being where we're from, we do not understand sometimes because we don't quite know. I don't know if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying. Well, our American education system was like, nah, you guys don't need to know what their language is. Those, <laughs> those darn Southerners. You darn Southerners. Um, but yeah, so Hawkeye, perfect number four. I'm going to hit, um, number three. God, can't even think today. I didn't have my coffee this morning, so my bad. Um, so my next two characters, if you don't pick who I'm going to pick for number two, are two characters that I really didn't like. In the MCU, I was happy when it seemed that they were not going to be in the MCU, but now there's reports that they're coming back to the MCU, and I'm a little hesitant about it. And number three is going to be Jane Foster from the Thor movies. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I I didn't even know who you were talking about until you said from the Thor movies. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. I'm picking up what you're putting down. And it's nothing against Natalie Portman. Like, some movies I like her in, some I don't like her in. She goes very back and forth for me. I just didn't like her character. Because, all right, you have the first two Thor movies, right, where it – okay, this is what it is. This is what it is. Let me, let me break it down. It's like, I'll bring it down for me to you. It's like the transform- – get canceled, too. 
it's like the Transformers movies, right? Where you go to them and you're like, I want to see the big bad fucking robots like fight each other. And instead it's like, nah, we're going to do 80% of the movie are going to be about the humans. And you're like, why do I give a shit? And that's how I felt about the first two Thor movies where it was like, hey, we have all this really cool mythology going on, uh, these Norse gods and shit. But we're going to spend most of the time with Jane and her crew and them trying to understand the logic behind aliens and other realms and shit. And we're going to need Thor to, like, spend most of the movie saving these helpless humans. And I just hated it. Like, I understand Jane was really smart and everything. And um, she... I guess was supposed to be the human component to the movie to like help you connect with these very godlike creatures. But I'm like, do the do these people not realize how much the internet loves these fucking godlike creatures? We don't need anything else. We don't need pain or anything like that. So first of all, in the first one, um, her tra- and I'm sorry to interrupt, but the first one, like her just trying to figure out everything, um, acting as if, like, she was such a big help to Thor and shit like that. And then you have in the second one where she was, you know, inhabited by the ether, so Thor has to, like, help her constantly. She's, like, a damsel in distress, and then she tries to act smarter than the, like, Nordic uh, doctors and shit. Like, I just found her character very annoying, and they tried so hard to make it seem like she was actually valuable to the actual plot, because there's at some point where, like, Loki's like, oh, I like her, and I'm like, no, you don't. Stop it. Um, yeah, you know, stop lying. Loki, stop you're literally known for lying. You yeah, need really to stop So I was, like, super happy in Thor Ragnarok when they were like, oh, so sorry, Jane broke up with you. I'm like, oh, good, blah, blah, blah. And then in Endgame when they are like, oh, we're going to bring her back. And I was like, all right, well, it's just a flashback scene. It's okay. But it brought back her whole lore into the freaking Marvel Cinematic Universe where then suddenly Thor was like, thinking of Jane again, and now that Taika has confirmed that not only will Jane be in Thor 4, uh, but she's also going to be the new Thor. Or not the new Thor, she's going to be, like, an addition to Thor. She's going to wield Mjolnir at some point. I hate it. I understand that this is a really popular um, uh, storyline in the comics, and it's, like, cool, that's fine. I think it's badass, but um natalie portman doesn't scream that to me <laughs> like she doesn't scream that to me so i'm sorry go ahead no i just gonna say i think for me with her it's like i feel like at the beginning of a lot of the marvel movies they felt like they had to have a love interest they had to be shipped with someone they had to have that to make them popular but we saw even in ragnarok he didn't need to love someone he could admire a woman you know but he couldn't like but he didn't have to be in a relationship and it's like it didn't add anything to have to have it like oh a love interest and i think it did well because of that because you didn't feel like you had to add all that dialogue in there and you could just have the cool stuff you could have like oh this the plot without worrying about people being in love yeah, that that was another thing. Um, and also, I just feel like Thor 
if he's going to have a love interest, it needs to be someone who can go, like, toe-to-toe with him, right? Not Mm -hmm. this, like, dainty little flower. And it's like, I'm not trying to be insulting, right? Everyone, like, Jane is super smart, so not every, you know, girl has to be, like, this athletic, you know, badass bitch, right? Like, I get that. that. That's not the point at all. But you have... Thor, who literally can live for thousands of years. And Loki even sees, he's like, their life is like a blip to us. You know, he's like, you'll have to watch her die. He's like, do you really want that? You know, like even Loki points that out to Thor. And it's like, you know, in Thor Ragnarok, when they, it looked at, okay, it looked for a second in Thor Ragnarok where they were trying to maybe get like Thor and Valkyrie together. And I would have been totally cool with that. But I think it's more so there's just like a friendship, which is cool as well. In the comics, Thor gets with Lady Sif. And I'd be fine with that as well. Like if they needed to have Thor. No, they said that she didn't die because she wasn't in she wasn't in Thor Ragnarok. She didn't get killed by Hela. I don't know where she was. Um, apparently, she made an appearance in Agents of Shield for a second. I think it's just been um, conflicts with, say, the actress and her schedule. But they've been trying to get her back into the MCU forever, right? So in the comics, Thor gets with Lady Sif, and if you have to have Thor get with someone, I'd rather it be Lady Sif because, first of all, it just it makes more sense. <laughs> I just feel like she can go toe-to-toe with them. She can go toe-to-toe with him. She lives for as long as he does. So I just, I don't know. I just disliked Jane. I realized when I went back and rewatched the first two Thor movies that whenever they decide to focus on her is when the story slowed down so much. And I don't know how in the movie Thor Love and Thunder, they're even going to say bring her back. And also Thor was so odd about Jane. I'm sorry. Like I it's so weird because do you remember Do you feel very strongly about this? Do you remember in eight well that's the point of our podcast to go (laughs) Do you remember in um Age of Ultron when um Tony was talking about Pepper and how she was like the CEO of the company and how she, you know, accomplished all these great things. And Thor was like, yeah, well, you know, Jane is up for like a Nobel Peace Prize or something. And they almost had like a dick measuring contest over their like girlfriends. And it just bothered me because I hated seeing that side of Thor. I'm like, this is annoying. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. But I, I, I just, I felt like she didn't add much, and I felt like he's better off without a love interest in a lot of aspects. Not to be, yeah. like, cynical, because you know I'm a hopeless romantic, but still, I'm like, even I'm like, eh, eh. Thor doesn't need, I, yeah, you're right, like, Thor doesn't need it, but I feel like the people that are behind it are trying to, I guess because to them, they're like, oh, look, Thor lost everything, right? His brother's dead. His mom and dad are dead. There's no more Asgard or anything. We have to give him something. He has to have something. Yeah, took everything from him. But you know what's crazy? In the comics, at the very least, when Jane wields Mjolnir, it's actually killing her. And it gives her cancer and shit. What the hell? Yeah, because she's a human. A human's not supposed to wield that, right? Yeah. 
So it's like, are they going to explore that in Thor Love and Thunder? Or are you going to just bring uh, Jane back only for Thor to fall in love with her again, only to then see her die? Like, how much trauma can Thor go through? They just want to him. Jesus Christ. They really do. So I just don't like Jane. I think she's one of the worst MCU characters. But I will say that I trust Taika Watiti because before Thor Ragnarok, Thor was one of my least favorite characters. And then Taika came in and made, like, allowed Chris Hemsworth to show his comedic side, brought a better character to the forefront, made him more powerful, honestly. So I'm like, Taika can do a lot. Like, Taika has brought us Thor Ragnarok, has brought us Jojo Rabbit. He worked on Infinity War and Endgame. He's done episodes for The Mandalorian. In Taika Waititi, I trust. (laughs) In Taika Waititi, I trust. That's so funny. I mean, he's made miracles happen, so I'm kind of in the same boat. Like... I if, like I remember every time there would be a Thor movie come out, I'd just be like done. I'd be like ever since the first one, I was like I literally don't care about these. Give me Iron Man, right? You're like give me Iron Man, give me Captain America. I really don't care about the Thor movies. I'm only going to watch them for the simple fact that Loki will be in them, right? And then freaking, I remember the trailer to Ragnarok, and I was like, ooh, this is something different, and it was so good. Yeah, so Taika can make miracles happen, and hopefully he can make this miracle happen. But let's move on, Brittany. We are down to number two, which is your number one. Tell us what it is. Who is your number one worst character in the MCU? Okay, I have two. So for yours, uh, are they human? Well, kind of human, or are they metal? I think they're neither. Okay, not human, but are they a god? No. Okay, I'm going to go with Odin. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even think of Odin. He <laughs> has hang-ups about Odin. I know she's going to have strong feelings about this. He is the, I love Sir Anthony Hopkins, right? I love him. And Odin himself, I think, is a good character, but he is the world's worst dad. He basically tells him, he's like, you're never going to see, like, Frigga or Frigga ever again. Uh, Basically, you're a disgrace to me. Like you said, whenever, like, Loki's like, I need to talk to you about this, and he's like, peace out, Girl Scout. (laughs) You're going to have to do this shit by yourself. I don't know. I just, I felt like, like Odin I think was true to his nature because in mythology he's not like this good sweet father and we've seen how he can be like in shows like American Gods but it's like he is the world's worst dad he's literally the worst Tia the worst the worst I guess I said that because my other like and I guess we'll get to that in a minute but I just I was sitting there between I was like you know, in the movies, it's like, I felt like they got such a good actor from because you know how I feel about Hannibal. That's why it's like, you know, when people are like, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of a way to say this. He, he's my Hannibal. He will always be my, like, you know, Matt Mickelson, yeah, he's great, but he's not Hannibal to me. 
So when they got him in, I think he does a great job as Odin, but Odin is, like, the world's worst. I feel like half the shit, like, I think if I just gave Loki just a little bit of love and care, we wouldn't be having the issues we had in most of the Thor movies. 100%. Odin, like, Sir Anthony Hopkins is a fantastic actor, right? But Odin is a terrible dad. First of all, so crazy, right, when you think about it. He starts the first Thor off saying, like, oh, you both are able to reach the throne to both Thor and Loki, full well knowing that that ain't the case. Keeps the whole secret from Loki his entire life. First of all, banishes Thor. Like, Let's not gloss over that. Like, I know Thor, like, fucked up, but that's still his son, and he was like, you're banished. Peace. Right? <laughs> Goodbye. Um, banishes him. I have such a problem with the first Thor movie where, you know, you have Loki, who is already feeling so down about himself, hanging from a bridge, and he tells Odin, his father who he just found out you know all this crazy shit right and says like you know i did this for all of you i did it for you you know and odin just goes no loki <laughs> and then loki let's go <laughs> like, the fucking dog, like bad dog like, <laughs> like, like you could have waited for loki to be back up on the bridge right you could have been like i know loki come you know and then when he gets like, back no, on at that point doesn't he let go? He does. That's when Loki lets go. That's when Loki's like, That's okay, so well, fuck. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, Odin could have waited and then been like, um, all right, you're a dumbass. But, okay, so let me go through this, right? Because I have strong feelings about this, obviously. I've had strong feelings yeah. this whole episode. Um, so then in Thor, the Dark World, right? You know what he tells Loki? He tells Loki. Oh, no. He goes, you'll never be able to see Frigga again, right? He says that. You're right. And then Loki, when Odin's criticizing him for trying to rule Earth, Loki goes, it's my birthright. And Odin goes, it was your birthright to die. And it's like, <laughs> who's, who says that? You didn't hear that. Like, why? Why, SpongeBob? Why? He was like, it was your birthright to die. It's like, wow. You're a shitty fucking father, okay? So that happens. Then in that same movie, he pretty much, like, I know I was just shitting on Jane a second ago, but he, like, tells, he calls Jane, like, a goat. Because he says to Thor, he was like, you know, you wouldn't bring, like, a goat to the dinner table, pretty much. Like, because he looks so down on the fact that Jane is a human. And he's like, my son should be with someone like Fr- uh, like Sif, not, like, fucking Jane, you know? So you have that. He's the world's worst. And then on top of that, I know in Ragnarok, he kind of, say, redeemed himself by calling Loki my son, by saying how proud he was of the two of them. And then, you know, he is the one who pushes Thor at the end to realize his true power. But the story with Hela is pretty awful, too. Pretty much that him and Hela, like, just went and conquered all these realms and it was all built on blood and death and you know hella was his executioner and then when it served odin when he was like you know what enough killing 
instead of like talking his daughter through it and maybe providing a safe space for his daughter, he's like, no, I'm just going to lock her up for eternity. That no, like that's, that's how you do it, Tia. That's how you we do it. We don't know. I mean, he could be right. Maybe you know this what? is how great for children. I, you know what? He may be right. I mean, I'm not a mother, so maybe you do need to lock your child up for eternity. <laughs> and the only way for them. You know when people get condescending and they're like, well, you don't have children. You wouldn't understand. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I guess that's what they meant. I guess, I guess that's what they meant. Um, yeah, so Odin is the world's worst father. <laughs> You know what? I agree. Because that's not my, like, whole thing on him. Because I, I can go, oh, well, you know, he's bad. Like, because the character himself isn't the bad. The acting isn't bad. But his attitude is bad. Like, the most of the horrible... Ragnarok was directly correlated to him. Oh, yeah. Okay, so which Odin is worse? Odin from the MCU or Odin for American Gods? No, I got like instant. Like, I don't even need to think about it. Mister Wednesday is pretty fucking awful. <laughs> that is Not true. That I don't love Ian McShane. By the way, I think he plays better Odin too. Also played by a British dude. These fucking Brits, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Tia. Uh, yeah, no. Um, Mister Wednesday is definitely the worst Odin. Um, I think that I think Anthony Hopkins Odin. Was just really, um, oh god, how do I say this? Really hardened after, say, years and years of, I guess, being a douche. Um, and that's why he is the way he is. But I think that Odin from American Gods just really doesn't have any good intentions at all. Um, like at all, at all. But, um, which also begs the question, like, I wonder what Frigga ever saw in Odin. Because she seems to be such the opposite of, like, who he is. There was one thing, and I don't know if it's from this, like, in mythology, but, like, that their marriage was for, like, uniting to, like, warring shit. You know what I mean? I guess that makes sense. I think in actual um, Nordic mythology, Frigga is actually Thor's stepmom that she didn't give birth to Thor, but that was never explored in the movies, and I'm assuming that just to make things easier, they were like, no, that's, like, his biological mother. But yeah, like, I'm confused, but okay. But it's, I guess it, we're just making up shit now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's super interesting because freaking, um, oh, God, what was I going to say? Like, Frigga is the one who um, teaches loki sorcery like she even says like you forget like i'm the daughter of a witch and i come from a very long line of witches so it's like oh that's so cool that wasn't something that was really explored in the mcu i would have liked that (laughs) that too but i guess they're all dead killing people marvel is genocide at this point (laughs) You get murdered. You get murdered. Yeah, you, you, you get killed off, like, and no one's safe. No one's safe. No one's safe. But, yeah, um, I agree. Odin is the worst. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but let's move on to the number one and our worst 
MCU characters. Let's go through the list before we get there. Uh, we have number 10, Malachite, I think. Number 9, Everett Ross. Number 8, Jan Rog. Number 7, Ghost. Number 6, Laufey. Number 5, Khaleesi. Number 4, Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> number 3... I, I was hoping you'd notice that. Oh, uh, number 3, Jane. Number two, Odin. Now, I, w- I will say for number one, I was originally going to put Darcy because I also think that she's equally as insufferable. Oh, Darcy. Oh, my God. Darcy is the yipping best friend of Jane that, like, thought that she was so spunky and witty. Oh, I, didn't, I don't even remember her. Who they're also bringing back. Um, no. I don't know why these awful characters are coming back, but yeah, I was going to put Darcy, but I think the number one for me has to go to the Mandarin. Oh my gosh, yes, okay, okay, I'm picking up what you're putting down. So you have Iron Man 3, which I rewatched not that long ago. I keep saying not that long ago, but this pandemic has literally lasted like seven months. So definitely at least seven months ago. But I rewatched Iron Man 3, and I didn't think it was as bad as I remembered, nor is it as bad as everyone makes it seem. Um, certainly needed improvements, but not the worst, right? But the biggest problem is you have Iron Man 3, and they talk about the Mandarin, right, who is a big villain in the comics. Um, and they bring him in, and at first, if you watch Iron Man 3, it's it's kind of not cool, but they're incorporating all this, like, you know, death and destruction around the world. He's like this big terrorist and it's really dark and really serious for an MCU movie. Um, And I thought that was kind of cool that they went in a darker realm. Um, But first of all, the problem is that in the comics, the Mandarin is Chinese and clearly this guy is not Chinese. So they were whitewashing, which is offensive And then they're like, oh, no, J.K., he's not really the Mandarin. He's an actor who's playing this character to be sort of a disguise for the real villain in Iron Man 3. And it's kind of like, okay, that wasn't necessarily needed. But on top of all that... um. The Mandarin, the Mandarin is Trevor Slattery, and Trevor Slattery is an idiot. Oh my I know, god! I like how they had this monster, and they're like, "Oh, don't worry, he, J.K. He's just an idiot. He's such an idiot. He's so insufferable. He's so annoying when he talks. I'm like, oh my god, why? Why did anyone think this was good? And I think then his character became even more insufferable during that little Marvel short, All Hail the King, where it was mostly primarily focused on him. And I didn't know why, because I'm like, who who liked this character enough that they were like, oh, let's bring him back? Because they interviewed Ben Kingsley, who played Trevor Slattery, who, by the way, is like a very talented actor who's won awards. And at first, 
in an interview, they were like, oh, why'd you come back? And at first he was like, oh, I wasn't going to originally. He's like, but the fans really like this character, so I wanted to do it as a fan service. And it's like, who liked who this liked character? This? Who liked this? Who lied to you? Because I certainly, no one I know liked that character. So, yeah, it's the Mandarin for me. Or I guess I- more so I should say Trevor Slattery. Like, I love that it brought in Jackson Norris because you know how much we love him. But I just, Trevor was not needed. And I felt like it downplayed all like that. Like, because this was like still, and, you know, it's still going on. But, you know, with terrorism and all, like you said, the death, destruction, you know, innocent people dying. And they took this terrorist and they're like, ha, ah, JK, isn't he silly and quirky? He's so funny. Women love him. And it's like, mm. Well, and then also the, the problem upon doing more research is the Mandarin, you know, so we're going to finally get the real Mandarin, right, in the yeah. upcoming movie Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is cool. But in the comics, the Mandarin is a really big Iron Man villain. Like, that's part of the comic book lore is that he's more so connected to Iron Man, and we did see, if you go back and rewatch in the first Iron Man movie, it's the Ten Rings who kidnap Iron Man, right? I didn't even Um, think about that. That's a good point. So you have all this lore connected to Iron Man, but Iron Man's dead now, so you're never going to have the real Mandarin interacting with Iron Man when that was such a pivotal thing. So you pretty much wasted um fucking uh you pretty much wasted screen time that could have really been the real mandarin going up against iron man but instead we got some bullshit actor and now years later that they're bringing the real mandarin and it's like yeah but we're never going to see him interact with tony stark you know what now i'm salty i didn't know that was something i needed but apparently now it is so thanks a lot tia well i mean i feel like um Iron Man has never had the best villains, which is why I think his trilogy doesn't, like, hold up to, say, the Captain America trilogy, even though I like the Iron Man trilogy. And it's like you had an opportunity for a really good villain that everyone knows is a really good villain, and we didn't get that. Um, I um, I don't think – I wish they hadn't killed – I know, like, people are like, oh, Iron Man had such a good send-off, but I wish they hadn't killed him. I feel like now it's going to be regrets. I go back and forth with that because I do actually think that um, Iron Man had a really good send-off. And I think oh, when... Oh, send-off was great. I just miss him. No, me too. Me too. I was going to say that, I mean, I totally understand, especially if you look back at the Iron Man's, um, like, his thing his, throughout the the years. It's almost poetic, right? His ending. Um, the ultimate sacrifice coming from a guy who was so selfish in the beginning. But I agree with you where it's like, fuck, um, this really isn't a good idea because now you don't have the opportunity for certain things. But I guess they thought, well, you know, they had to do certain things, right? Because as the years go on, is certain threats are going to come out and people are going to be like, well, the Avengers are getting together, but what about Tony? What about Cap? And it's like, you, how do you 
you know, explain that. It's like, oh, well, Tony's dead and Cap's, like, old. So, you know, obviously they can't come out to play. Didn't they, didn't they cover up the fact of, like, there is no Captain America? Like, that they covered up that, like, him basically being old and decrepit because they thought if people knew a bunch of the heroes were gone that more villains would pop up? I mean, I think I've heard something about that. I guess that's true. Maybe that's something they'll explore um, in the MCU. I don't know because it's like we're never getting another Marvel movie ever again, apparently. No. Um, But I don't know if those questions are going to be solved right away because if you think about the the upcoming three that we have, right, Black Widow, which is a prequel, then you have – the Eternals, which I think is going to take place somewhat in the past, but I think somewhat also in present day. Um, and then you have Shang-Chi, which is going to be an origin story. So I don't know if you're, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the point of like a lot of things like with Marvel, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm here. I, do- I don't know. I don't know. I'm just here to be, like, happy and watch it. Like, I just want it. Um, Just give it to me, honestly. But I'm also super excited for the frickin', um, whatchamacallit, the TV shows. Like, WandaVision looks so good. I don't know if you saw the trailer for it or anything, but it looks so good. I have not. I've just been so invested in wanting to see the Black Widow movie that that's where my brain has been. Oh, well, WandaVision looks fucking awesome. It's, like, all Wanda just, like, living in this little uh, bubble of trying to cope with the fact that now she's lost everything and everyone that she loves is dead and her pretty much just, like, building this world where it's, like, her and Vision being happy, but it clearly doesn't go well. I feel like they're going to have to bring him back somehow, right? Right? Yeah, I mean, so really quick for those, I guess, who don't know, and I've never read the actual um, comic book story, but I've heard of it. There's apparently this comic book uh, storyline called House of M, which involves Wanda after the death of Vision pretty much going crazy and building this, like, separate reality where Vision does exist and that she has children by Vision, but because it's just a fake reality, it doesn't sustain or anything, and it pretty much falls apart, which makes her go crazy, which makes it where she becomes a temporary villain. And some people are guesstimating that WandaVision is going to lead into Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness, because Wanda is confirmed to be in that movie. So it's like WandaVision is going to probably be like that similar story, and then something happening. And that causes where Doctor Strange has to step in because, you know, he deals with reality and timelines and shit. And that's where you're going to get his second movie. Oh, I see. The, like, and... Huh? I was saying, all I can imagine is if they bring Vision back, but they wipe his memories and he looks at Wanda and goes, I don't even know who you are. I'm just saying that um, Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel, has made it very um, clear 
that you have to watch the shows because they're going to have direct, say, correlations with the movies, and they're going to inspire the movies greatly. I need it. So I'm just telling you, you got to pay attention to that sheet. But, Brittany, before we wrap everything up, did you have any honorable mentions that you wanted to put out there? I had Ultron. Oh, well, he was terrible, too. (laughs) (laughs) I had Ultron, and I had... Oh, I'm trying to think of anybody else. I think it was just Ultron. So for me, I had Darcy, as I said. I had the Warriors 3. You know, the, like, three guys that Thor hung out with in the first two movies and got killed within seconds. I just thought they were kind of (laughs) dumb. So um, I had them. And and then I also didn't know if we were going to include, like, the Netflix shows since they were, like, part of the MCU. That was good, yeah. And I had, like, Iron Fist on my list. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I think the only other one I had was Whiplash. Oh, he was terrible, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, Iron Man had some really bad villains. Like, not that they were bad in, like, the villainy way. They were just terrible. Um, I think the only good Iron Man villain is, if you go back to the see the first one, I think that villain was kind of cool because it was supposed to be his friend and you find out that he wanted the company and he was the one who staged for Iron Man to get um you know kidnapped in the first place I'm like all right that that makes for a good villain yeah Obadiah oh right that was his name like Obadiah or something like that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like he, he was a pretty decent villain I'm trying to think of who else no, I thought he was good. I'm just trying to think if there was anybody else I could think of, but I think that's it. I have, okay, I have a character who, he's not the worst. I don't mind him, and there are some moments where I think his character involvement is fun, but there are some times that I find his character involvement annoying, and it's um, Peter Parker's friend in Homecoming and Far From Home. Like, I can I, see that. I can see where you can tell you the best, but, like, where you're like, okay, I get it. You're the funny guy. Like, he's fine. I do like their friendship. There's just some parts where he annoys me. And it's not all. It's not always there. So it's just, like, some parts. It's sometimes, like, like ha-ha, they make the, the fat friend the funny one. I'm like, well, that kind of sucky. You know what I mean? And that stereotype. Yeah, it's, like, stereotypical. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like you're not doing favors in representation here. Yeah. No, I feel that. You feel that. But, um, oh, my God, really quick news before we wrap everything up. Um, Marvel has confirmed that they are working on a third Deadpool. Oh, and I saw that on your Twitter. I was like, yes, 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 yes. And they said that the third movie is going to be a soft reboot. Not, it's not going to take away of things that happened in the first two. It's just going to kind of explain that Deadpool has always been in the MCU. Um, so that's what it means by soft reboot. So just kind of tweaking his story a little to make it make sense that he's been in the MCU. 
That's good. Okay. This will make it kind of uh, have a, a smooth transition. I well, sure don't make a joke about it. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for the jokes. You know that Deadpool is going to be making jokes about, like, we're Disney now. <laughs> yeah, don't say don't say any cuss words. I'll only get, like, one fuck. <laughs> He's like, uh, he'll say, like, oh, yeah, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. I guess it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> like, I, I can only imagine. He's going to make so many funny jokes. So I'm honestly here for it. I think it was the same thing that they were originally planning on doing, say, with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Remember, there was a second where, like, Disney and Sony broke up, and Tom Holland's third Spider-Man would be more so under the Sony umbrella, and they were like, oh, it's going to be a soft reboot to kind of show how he's not in really the MCU, he's in the Tom Hardy Venom universe, but then, you know, Sony and Disney made up, and so it's all good now. Um, seen anime betrayals of all time. I'm. You still need to watch Venom, though. I think it's um, necessary because they're bringing in MCU characters into the Venom universe, like um, uh, Morpheus, which is going to take place in the Venom universe, right? Um. Michael Keaton is reprising his role as Vulture in it. So they're clearly trying Michael to... Michael Keaton. Well, remember when he played Vulture in Homecoming? He's reprising that role in the Morbius. That's so saying. Like, I loved him in it. Yeah, so they're clearly trying to, like, um, merge the two together, just not make it, like, overly overlapping, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, makes sense. Makes sense. Anyway, Brittany... I think we did a great job in our top 10 worst MCU characters. In reality, while some of these characters really suck, I don't think that they're – they don't take away from the MCU. Like, I still love the MCU. It was a little difficult coming up with this list. At first, when I suggested I was like, oh, I can make it. And then I came up with, like, two characters, and I sat there for a second like, oh, I don't know who else I can come up with because they're all pretty awesome. But – these are just really – a lot of them are side characters except for, I guess, Hawkeye, which, you know, fuck that guy. But um, they're all, like, side characters, which most of them aren't even around anymore. So even the MCU was like, Psh, we don't need these people anymore. Like, most, most of them are dead, right? Malachi, dead. Um, Luffy, dead. Kalicious, dead. Odin, dead. I, I'm guessing Trevor Slattery is dead. <laughs> After the Jackson Norris, he's got to be dead. Dude's got to be dead. He's definitely dead. Maybe Jan Rock is even dead. Like when he went back to the Creole defeated, they're like off with his head. Um, and Hawkeye may be dead soon. So, bright, Thanks, bright. Uh, no, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Brittany, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you, what you got going on, and all that good stuff? You can always find me on Twitch at IttyBittyBrit and Twitter at IttyBittyBrit0. I have been playing a lot of the PS5 lately with Demon Souls. I think I'm going to play a goofy game called Bug Snacks tonight where uh, all the creatures are food-based and you are little monster things that would like to eat these things. So if you, uh, if you enjoy ridiculous games, it's kind of like uh, Viva La Pinata, uh, like back on the Xbox 360 
So I'm I'm hoping to have a good time with it. I'm also terrified of it. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Um, it sounds terrifying, but it also sounds like I I want to watch it. Like I'm thinking I might tune in tonight because that sounds really interesting. There's like a little burger. There's like burger flies, and you can like shoot them with ketchup and then eat them. I think that is very cute. So make sure everyone you check that out. Um, and you check out all of Brittany's live streams. Um, this actually, now that I realize it, will be the first, well, sorry, will be the last uh, top ten before Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy um, Thanksgiving. Please be safe and all that good stuff. Enjoy your turkey or whatever you decide to eat on Thanksgiving. Um, Brittany, I'm thankful for you. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? And Oh, no no response there. Thanks a lot. I feel like on an island now. I'm thankful for you. You're just not listening to it. <laughs> um, but uh, what you calls it. So, again, Thank you, Brittany, for uh, staying with me today and doing the top 10 worst MCU characters. If you are looking for more of our top 10s, you can find uh, the top 10 with Tia on all podcast services. We are on Apple, Red Circle, Amazon Music, Stitcher, CastBox, everywhere and anywhere. For more awesomeness, please check us out. GeekFivesNation.com has links to all of our social media. We have very exciting interviews coming up this week that I am so excited for people to check out. And in general, just please make sure that you help support us so that we can continue giving you great content. Brittany, have a great rest of your day. Great rest of your day. Bye, guys. Bye.